Blog Talk Radio.
Of the true Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Yeah. <laughs> I 
It take more than a couple of shots to get it to that. <laughs> Hallelujah, right? You're exactly right. It's a whole lot of shots, y'all. But next, so um, we just see which way it unfolds. Except, but right now, let's take a look at um, what we do know to get get the proper broadcast going on. You need all the help from the Almighty, and the Almighty will give you the help if if you do right. So let's see, can we uh see what Luke? Chapter 12, verse 12, take 49. Let's see what's going on there. Hell, the young clock, come on. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you what you ought to say. And um and I believe that. But it's so much things that we have to understand and receiving that righteous spirit and things that we have to make sure we clear because David made a statement that came to that elder and around about Isaiah fifty nine, he made a profound statement pertaining to that righteous spirit. He said, Look at it. He said, Almighty, you don't bless me with a lot of things, Almighty. You got me sinning and grinning. He said, I can't deny that. But um, you do one thing for me, and let's find out what he said, that he don't want to never be short-handed on. Let's go to Psalm 51 there, Elder. Let's see exactly what old David is saying in the 51st chapter that he don't want to be shot of. In Isaiah 51, we're going to pick it around by verse number 10 down to verse 14. Let's open up K49, but we ain't forgot about the Latter-day Saints. We'll peep at that. I don't know. We might in this lesson tomorrow. You never know. But right now, we're going to take a peep at Psalm 51, 10 down to verse 14. What is that, Elder? Come on. Book of Psalm, chapter 51, verse number 10 to 14 reads. Book of Psalm 51, verse number 10. Create in me a clean mind, O Yahweh, a clean heart, O Yahweh, and renew a right spirit within me. Verse 11. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy righteous spirit, thy Holy Spirit from me. Verse number Verse number 12, restore unto me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with your free spirit. Verse 13, then will I teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Verse 14, deliver me from blood guiltiness, O Yahweh, thou Yahweh of my salvation, and my, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Now, not, not a profound statement, but first David said that first thing he want to do is um, he want Yahweh to do something for him. And at verse 13, they other now that was a profound statement. You just got to read in verse 13, you know. So we need to hear that again uh, in verse 13. What that verse 13 say again, Elder? Book of Psalm 51, verse number 13. Then will I teach transgressors. Your ways, and sinners shall be converted unto you. You see that? 
See, the first thing you got to do, once you do get the proper understanding of just as Yahweh, then it's your duty is to go and and take care of them. See, when you get this word of Yahweh, what you're supposed to do, now, now you got a opportunity with Yahweh leading the way. We put a rabbit out of head on that one. In the book of Zechariah, see, once you get the right spirit on you, then Yahweh will lead the way, but you got to go there. You got to go. 9 verse 14, what it says that we can read in Zechariah chapter 9 verse 14. What's that say that hell? The book of Zechariah chapter 9, verse number 14 reads, book of Zechariah chapter 9, verse number 14. Yahweh shall be seen over them, and his arrow shall go forth as the lightning. Yahweh shall blow the trumpet, and shall go with whirlwinds of the south. You see that? See, when, 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 when you got Yahweh's lack of spirit, then Yahweh will be seen over you. But the way you get this righteous spirit, you just can't, um, you can just get it by being a Sirach 6 verse 2. Sirach 6 verse 2, what is that in hell? Book of Sirach, chapter 6, verse number 2 reads, Sirach chapter 6, verse number 2. Extol not thyself in the counsel of thine own mind, heart, that thy soul be not torn in pieces as a bull straying alone. Uh, it's saying now once you get a hold of this thing, you cannot lay back in the cut and just so dark. Because it's not going to work by doing it that way. And uh, Yahweh had a brother, got a brother, in, it ain't nobody named uh, James or Jew, but we'll we'll deal with it in Jew. But what he says in one nineteen there, El, what can we read in one nineteen the book of Jude written next to Revelation there? El, what, what's going on with that verse? The book of Jude, chapter one, verse number nineteen reads Jude one, verse number nineteen. These be they who separate themselves. Sensually, having not the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and what it means by that word that we're not going to even uh, pronounce it, emotional. You're telling them because they always get into a, a, a emotional tension. That, that's when you know they try to come up another way, but... They don't know that Yahweh got a definition on you coming up another way. St. John 1 verse 10 verse 1. What what it say that, Elder, if you try to separate yourself and very emotional now, what Yahweh got written and 10 1 that's going to show up on you, again, precept after 32, 23, uh, numbers there, Elder, 32, 23, Let's see what we can get out of that. Come on. The book of St. John, chapter 10, verse number 1 reads, St. John, chapter 10, verse number 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
It had entered not by the door into the sheepfold. The crime is of some other way. The same as a thief and a robber. Book of Numbers. Chapter 30. Book of Numbers. Chapter 32. Verse number 23 reads, But if you will not do so, behold, you have sinned against Yahweh. And be sure, your sin will find you out. Well, you got, you got, um, you got a lot of, um, I was listening to the conversation, said, you know, um, I tried to, um, do a double dip. Every time I try to do a double dip, I, I always come up short. After all, see, you, you can't, um, get yourself when you start feeling, you know, lonely, and then you want to, you know, to take you on the most drives, you want to just ride around. With the city, and all of a sudden, if something jump off, you don't have the protection of Yahweh because it's plenty to do in Yahweh. And we just read earlier that um, when you get the word of Yahweh in 51 um, 13, see, once you got the word of Yahweh with you, it's something you're supposed to do. Can I, can I get a, a, a repeat on that, Elder, in 51 13? The book of, of Psalms, once you start getting a hold of this thing, with all that spare time that you have, this is what you're supposed to be doing in that spare time instead of trying to see how many tall buildings you can uh, uh, run into. 51, 13 of Psalms, yeah, come on. Book of Psalms 51, verse number 13 reads, Then what I teach transgressors, your ways. And sinners shall be converted unto you. You see that? And then sinners will be converted unto Yahweh. You see? See, once you understand that every time you get behind the microphone, the Bible, Yahweh's word, you give it all you got. Because you can be your ass. So you need to go out the way that he put the spirit in you. So that, you know, that's why we don't worry about what subject matter it is. Just, if you got the spirit of Yahweh on you, it will show itself. As soon as you open your mouth, the spirit of Yahweh will show itself. Because he, you'll be asking uh, what Daniel the Spirit got going for himself. And uh, Daniel chapter 6, verse 3 and 10. What do Daniel chapter 6, verse 3 and 10 say of The book of Daniel chapter 6, verse number 3, verse number 10 reads, Book of Daniel chapter 6, verse number 3. Then this Daniel was preferred above the president, princes, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Verse number 10. Now what Daniel knew, that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his window being opened in his chamber toward Yahweh Judah. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed. He gave thanks before Yahweh as he did aforetime. You did it. See, even in captivity, the enemy will award you even in captivity, and whether you know it or not, as long as you paying a bill on anything, you're in captivity. So you, well, I, yes, you are. 
Yeah, you think you're in captivity? Don't don't pay your life bill and see what happens. I I, I bet you you you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. You in captivity in your own land. Now that's how old Martin Luther King said. He said we had we have captivity in, captive in our own land. A lot of people don't understand that. But those fear and those who is in the book properly know that the Ten Northern tribes been over here ever since um ever since they ever was released. Listen, Latter Day Saints. When was they released? When were they released? Um hey Elder, let's climb back to um EZRA chapter one and let's show you where the ten northern tribes was released and the timeline when they came to uh, Shem's sack of land. Let's, um, let's get the WCC out, World Council of Churches, and let's see exactly uh, when was the northern kingdom and southern kingdom. Southern Judah went, but the northern kingdom went. So we find out everything you want to know about going to the book of EZRA, chapter 1, verse 1. And we'll read down until we get our point. When was the timeline? And what we'll do, I'll look up the timeline of it, of it. And this is the timeline that the northern kingdom came to the new world, but it's the old world of Shem. And they was the one put up the root there of those children of Israel have been coming here ever since 1000 B.C. That's another lesson. But when it came over to live, we better read it now. EZRA chapter 1 1 is read with the come on. The book of Ezra, EZRA chapter 1. Verse number 1 reads The book of Ezra, EZRA chapter 1, verse 1. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of Yahweh by the mouth of Jeremiah the seer might be fulfilled. Yahweh stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. And he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, put it also in writing, saying, Verse number two, The said Cyrus, king of Persia, Yahweh of heaven has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. He has charged me to build him a temple at Yachdah, Judah, which is in the land of Judah. Verse number three, Who is there among you of all his people? Is Yahweh be with us? Let him go up to Yachdah, Judah which is in the land of Judah, and builds the temple of Yahweh of Israel. He is the Yahweh, which is in Yahweh Judah. Verse number four. Whosoever remaineth in any place where he so journey, let the men of his place help him with silver, with gold, with goods, with beef, besides a free will offering for the temple of Yahweh that is in Yahweh Judah. Verse number five. They rose up the chief of the fathers of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and the Levites, with all them whose spirit Yahweh had raised to go up to build the temple of Yahweh, which is in Yahweh Judah. Verse 6, And all they that were about them strengthened their hands with vessels of silver, with gold, and with goods, with beasts, with precious things, besides all that was willingly offered. Verse number 7,
prior to that, he was already called. Isaiah knew about him. He talked about him. Jeremiah talked about him. Then when Ezra came, and in 521 A.D., write that down, WCC, 521 A.D., Cyrus was the big general of the whole world. So all the captivity of southern and northern, either you go back to where you came from, but no, they, they, they took counsel to do it another way. Matter of fact, I might, might well bring that out in the 14th chapter. See, when Cyrus told them y'all to make your move, but then northern kingdom had to fulfill a prophecy that was talked about in the 33rd chapter of Deuteronomy. Because of now, that's how the spirit operates. See, that, see that's right. That's right. Let's go back to Daniel first. Uh, I mean, uh, Deuteronomy first. Because this prophecy had to be fulfilled, but he was told. And, and, and the reason why the northern kingdom did not go back to Samaria, their homeland, or they didn't go back to Judah, period, because this prophecy had to be fulfilled. And uh, Deuteronomy 33, verse 1, then skip down to verse number 17 and 18. Let's see what we can get out of that. Deuteronomy 33, verse 1, and then we'll skip down to verse 17 and 18. Let's say that out. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 33, verse number 1. Verse number 17 and verse 18 reads, the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 1, verse number 1 reads, and this is the blessing of Moses, the man of Yahweh blessed the family of Israel before his death. Verse number 17, his glory is like the firstling of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of a unicorn. With them he shall push the people together to the ends of the earth. They are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and they are the thousands of Manasseh. Verse number 18. Now Zebulon, he said, Rejoice, Zebulon, in thy going out, and Issachar in thy tents. You see that? So there it is right there. So those that talked about, you know, we understand they uh, need to be taught by the six anointed camps about this word called Aborigines and Indians and all that stuff right there. All that right there, that's called, that's called Puda teaching, with understanding. There go the peoples that were to be pushed by Ephraim and Manasseh, and that is the ten tribes of Israel. Then you get the precept on it, and if uh, you have a problem with that, then, then all we can tell you once we read the precept on it, all we can tell you what's written in Isaiah forty-one twenty-one, while we find um, uh, Second Maccabees chapter fourteen. But what do what do Isaiah say? If you got any problem with the precept of the people that came over here, they not Aborigines, they not Indian, they not um. All the names you call, you read what the Bible says. Uh, now, if you got a problem with that, then Isaiah 41, 
21 is your answer why I slide over to second Ezra 14. What is hell? What's the prophecy of Isaiah 41, 21 say? The book of Isaiah, chapter 41, verse number 21 reads, Produce your cause, says Yahweh. Bring forth your strong reason, says the king of Israel. Is there if, if you don't believe that how it happened, then show us a manuscript. It's older than second, I mean, EZRA, 521 AD, when Cyrus let the children of Israel go back wherever they want to go, because he was raised from the womb to do that. And Cyrus was a man of color. He was a man of color. The sins of Esau was still somewhere in the Mount Seal, somewhere over in the cave, um, in the cave at this when it was going on. They had no part in none of this. So that now, but if you got anything to produce, produce your cause that we can read. We're going to show you what happened on the way of showing you what's happening. So now, so Ezra was told about this thing, and the second book of Ezra, he was talking about, now we know who both lead Gamaliel, Ephraim and Manasseh. We're clear about that. Now we're going to the 14 chapters of the red book. they call the hidden book that they've taken out. And we're going to look at a verse to show you exactly their mindset. But remember one thing. There ain't coming no big plan. Cyrus was raised in the moon to let you go back home. So when you say you just didn't want to go back to Samaria, so now in the 14th chapter there, what I want? What do we want? 13. I'm all over the place right now. So um, 13. let me see what we want. Well, if you can find it, I know you got it already in the 14th chapter. Uh, pick it up. Read verse 30, 38 just to make it sound good. Exactly what Yahweh is saying in, in uh, verse number 38. What do you say in 38? The book of Second Edges, chapter 13, verse number 38 yeah. reads, It shall lay before them their evil thoughts, and the torments wherein they shall begin to be tormented, which are like unto flames. He shall destroy them without labor by the Torah destruction law, which is light until fire. Verse thirty-nine. Mm-hmm. So, well, let's get let's get the far now. Well, these are the so many tribes when they took this council down some great big talking. Now, let's let's pull that out, elder, where they sit around. And commune with themselves, but we already know clearly he was already prophesied that Sasha was supposed to let him go. And they said something. What they say, you know, help those see out on what they said and took his old counter together. Come on. The book of Second Ezra, chapter 13, verse number 40 reads Those are the ten tribes which were carried away prisoner out of their own land in the time of Hoshea, the king, whom Solomon Nessa, the king of Assyria, led away captive. 
He carried them over the waters, and so came they into another land. Verse 41. But they took this counsel among themselves, that they should leave the multitude of the nation, heathen, and go forth into a further country where never mankind dwelt. Verse 42. That they might there keep their statutes, which they never kept in their own land. Verse 43. They entered into the Euphrates, by the narrow passage of the river. Verse 44. Oh, Hold that point right there, yo. Now, we want to be clear that all the children of Israel did not just get, get in the country tree down and, and all got in a boat and, and made a canoe and just went to sleep. A lot of them did do that and just sort of ran over to what they call Utah. But we want to be clear exactly what the masses of them did. That's why it took so long we're going to find out later. Look at that verse real carefully, Elder, in verse 43. Exactly what they did in verse 43, headed by Ephraim and Vanessa in verse 40. Say that, Elder. The book of Second Edges, chapter 13, verse number 43. They entered to the Euphrates by the narrow passage of the river. You see that? They enter into the Frady by the narrow passage of the river. That means that landmass. See, that landmass, they got on that landmass and went straight and they started walking, walking, walking. So they went, a lot of them walked. That's why they had to pull on the side and cook a little meat. They walked through the narrow passage. Same way Yahweh opened up the stream in Moses' days, Yahweh created narrow passes for the children of the ten northern tribes, here by Ephraim and Vanessa, and Gad them as the minister. And they took them narrow passes, and what happened next? They'll come on. Verse number 44, for the Most High then shows fine for them. They'll steal the flood till they were passed over. Verse 45, for to that country there was a great way to go, namely, of a year and a half. The same region is called the land of Shem, of Osiris. Verse 47, verse 46, that then dwelt they there until the latter time, and now where they shall begin to come, verse 47, the highest shall stay the spring of the stream again, that they may go through, therefore sorrow down the multitude with peace. Verse 48, <laughs> But those that be left behind of thy people are they that are found within thy borders. Verse 49. That's it. Right there. So that's what's going to happen. Now, those going to be left behind up to you. Now, the way you, 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 you leave yourself behind, you don't follow the rules and regulations of what we're trying to bring down out of the six anointed camps. The same way Yahweh had you to come over this way, 
the same way it's going to be dry shot. Right? But we're not going to get off in that left theory. But the same, he's going to open up passes for you to be brought back. As a matter of fact, um, I, I need to read one precept on that, Ellen. Because, because even your enemies going to say something to you. Uh, they're going to say something to you. And they're going to say something to you over here. And um, all the nations, they're going to say something to you. You'll be talking that talk. I'm, I'm um, Aborigines. I'm African American. And all that. They're going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to say something to you by being all that. We're going to Zechariah chapter 8, and we'll pick up at verse 21 down to verse 26. Let's see what we can read in the book called Zechariah chapter 8, 21 down to verse 23, and we'll give us a little sharp precept over there in, in Isaiah. So that's where he's going to pull it. He's going to pull his verse from Isaiah, but we take it from the right side and back, back to the left. Uh, Zechariah chapter 8, verse 21 down to verse 23 here is what they say. The book of Zechariah chapter 8, verse 21 through 23 reads, Zechariah chapter 8, verse number 21. The inhabitants of one city shall go to another saying, Let us go speedily to pray before Yahweh and to seek Yahweh of hope. I will go also. Verse 22. They made people in a strong nation shall come to seek Yahweh of hosts in Yahweh Judah and to pray before Yahweh. Verse 23, the same Yahweh of hosts in those days it shall come to pass. The ten men shall take hold out of all languages of nations, even shall take hold of the skirt of him. This is what Yahweh Judah said. We will go with you, for we have heard Yahweh is with you. See that? So you see that? So they're so they, they going to take hold to God, God, Jesus. Because they're going to say, uh, we heard, but now we believe, we know he with you. So we're going to be the one that leads those that on the right back to where they came from. And let's get, let's get that preacher where he was pulling that from. He was pulling it from Isaiah, the hill, 66. And we're going to pick up at verse number 19 and 20. What it says in um, Isaiah 66, 19 and 20. Book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verse number 19, verse number 20 reads. Book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verse number 19. Isaiah 66, verse number 19. I will set, I will set a sign among them. I will send those that escape of them unto the nation, to Tarshish, Pool, and Lud, that draw the boat to Tubal and Javan, to the isles of Pharaoh, that have not heard my fame, that have seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. Verse number 20. They shall sing, and they shall bring all your brethren for an offering unto Yahweh out of all nations, Upon horses, and in chariots, and in litters, and upon mules, upon swift beasts, to my righteous mountain of Yahweh Judah, save Yahweh. As the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel, 
into the temple of Yahweh. Now, 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 Ellen, you dropped a, you know, a bombshell on a profound statement in that verse twenty, and it's no, it's it's no need of let it let it get away, cause it's no accident. But you just dropped a profound statement in verse twenty there, Ellen. So let's go back over that verse twenty, and then we'll pick out. Exactly what you said. We'll, we'll see, the game changer will be the precept. So something you said in verse 20 that you read, you and we want to hear it again, then put the precept to it, and prayerfully those of the six anointed camps that's gearing up to one day, be the Romans 4.17, we ain't going to read, get the pass for the teaching battle that's coming, and helping the youth understand we're going to put our feelings to the side and get them straight. But they need to know what you're getting ready to read in verse 20 again. Now, come on. Look at Isaiah 66, verse number 20 reads, They shall bring all your brethren for an offering unto Yahweh out of all nations, upon horses and in chariots and in litters and upon mules, upon swift beasts, to my righteous mountain of Yahweh Judah, say of Yahweh. As the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel into the temple of Yahweh. Hey. If they going to bring all of your brothers, all of your brothers and 12 tribes of Israel out of every nation. So you see, the prophecy of Isaiah the Syrup is letting you know how it's going to happen. This scattering is of your brethren, the twelve tribes of Israel. They the ones gonna be brought back out of every nation, not the world and the other nations. The your brethren uh, will be brought back. Now we'll get a couple precepts with that, Elder. We'll go to the book of Amos and get a couple of precepts with that. See, now, once you precept the Bible, you have produced your call. So now we want to precept the Bible and the book of Amos and to see exactly prophesied by the fear that you will be in every nation up under the sun. Now, your old fear, he's struggling a little bit right now. He's struggling. So, um, you want to pull out the old fear in, um, in the book of Amos and bring it on home. And that Amos chapter 9, where these Israelites, 9 verse number 9. Let's see what it says there, else. All right, the elder, you, you all right you all right with the old seal. Nine verse nine, what does it say? The book of Amos, chapter nine, verse number nine reads. Amos chapter nine, verse number nine. For lo, for lo I will command, and I will sift the family of Israel among all nations, like his corn is sifted, sifted, and a sift, silver. Ye shall not the least grain. 
fall upon the earth. That means not, not a leaf grain going to fall from the earth. That means that, you, that wherever you are, although you might be called, you think you African-American, Negro, Aborigine, and uh, indigenous peoples and all that stuff there. It's not, it's not a grain of you will not be known at the, at the, at the proper hour. That you are Ephraim and Vanessa, the ten northern tribes that came in 521. It took you a year and a half to come, according to second Ezra. So the one that came over here is not Aborigine. They're not the indigenous peoples and all that. They are led by Ephraim and Vanessa, and Judah came a, a little bit later. And we, when Judah hit, you already knew the king seed was over here. What do you mean, where, where, where when Judah came in? You know, sooner or later, all these big digging terrorists go go out to come clean. And that's why the six anointed camps just got to be right. And see, that's what Mother D.F. Israel said. Listen here, you know we don't put too much in this day now. So we got to lead by example, no doubt about it. So Mother D.F. Israel, Yahweh, I'll be with you. And welcome to another broadcast, tape 49. And like you said, you see them little young youth hearing that word of Yahweh, and that's, and that's how it's going to happen. But we got to lead by example. And that's what we do from the elder, from the mother. We lead by example. And that's it. When we talk, we show you that we can make the statement so we can produce our calls according to as it is. So now we find out one thing. So when we reach the prophecy now, so we should have no doubt when they go and reach the prophecy, and in, in Revelation chapter 9, and, and we'll start reading right by verse number 7, you don't, we, we won't be thundering all around when it's time to put the youth together to show them sounding that we're going to be brought back out of all nations first. It's going to be the, the Israelites that's waking up with the spirit of the sick and on the camp on that word. So when we jump down and read end time prophecy, chapter 9, verse 7, we should be cooking and buying oil. What is that? Then we can read it. Revelation chapter 9, verse 7 out of verse 13, what does it say? Revelation chapter 9. Well, make it, what, what I need, Jenny, what I need, 7, verse 9? Give me 7, verse 9. Give me, give me, Give me something, as I'm backwards with it, straighten the old city out and, and take off and, and, and keep it moving. Book of Revelation, chapter 7, verse number 9 reads. Book of Revelation 7, verse number 9. After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations, kindreds, people, tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Verse number 10. And cry with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our Yahweh, who is set upon the throne, and unto the Lamb. Verse number 11. And all the minister spirits, angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, 
and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped Yahweh. Verse 12 saying, Hallelujah, Yahweh, blessing, honor, and wisdom, thanksgiving and honor, power, and might be unto our Yahweh forever and forever. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Verse 13. Verse number 13 reads, And one of the other answers says unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And which came they? Verse 14. Uh, I said unto chapter 7, verse number 9 reads, After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindred and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Hey, you hear that, Mother D.F.S.L.? So, evidently, now when your precept day, remember we read the first step, Mother Jeff, Israel, over there in Isaiah 41, 21. See, we know we can produce our cause through the spirit of Yahweh with the six anointed count. You know about it. And um, we're going to touch on that Armageddon, which the Latter-day Saints out of Utah want that Armageddon touch on. We, we, we'll get on that in a minute. But... We want to be clear to understand one thing. I don't care what organization you're in, unless you get on the, on the banner of the Bible organization, then you just shoot in the dark. We can tell you about Armageddon in the three minutes, the late hours, but in the same token, who coming out of every nation first is going to be the people that you're reading about, and they're going to have on white garments. And matter of fact, the white garment's going to be um, in 1537 and 30 and 39. What, what about what else going to be on the white garments that we would, what else going to be on the white garments in the 15th chapter, verse 37 down to verse 39? What else going to be on? Is this going to be some white garments only? Is it going to be anything else besides white garments? What is that hell come out? The book of Numbers, chapter 15, verse number 37 reads, book of Numbers, chapter 15, verse number 37. Numbers 15, verse 37 reads, And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse 38, Speak unto the family of Israel, and bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments. Throughout their generation, that they put upon the fringe of the border a ribbon of blue. Verse 39. And it shall be unto you for friends that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of Yahweh and do them that you seek not after your own mind and after your own eyes, which you used to go a whoring. That. So you see, we're we going to be watching you. And y'all, well, I'm going to watch the pages. Look, yeah, you might have on a white garment, but we'll be looking down a little bit lower. We'll be looking for some 
some blue ribbon with some fringes on it. Gold or white. So you see, you see, we already know, and we and we read uh, Mother D. F. Israel famous verse um, thirty 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 um what was that verse again that uh elder in that book of Numbers we read? What was that verse again? Thirty two twenty three of Numbers. Well, well read it again because Mother D. F. Israel said she don't got happy now. She needs to hear that verse again. What's that verse say again? The book of Numbers, chapter thirty two. Verse number 23 reads, Book of Numbers, chapter 32, verse number 23. But if you would not do so, behold, you have sinned against Yahweh, and be sure your sin will find you out. You see that? Your sin will find you out. See, you have to come clean all the way, and, and that's our job. That's why we have to make sure we watch everybody from the pages of the book. Your sin going to find you out. If you own this thing, and like Mother said, you know, she found out, you know, uh, a lot of things that Kelly, fixing on the campus, keeps saying. If you're not up on the Yahweh, you can be whatever you, I'm scared. You know why? Because what's going to check you? What's going to check you? If there's no Yahweh to check you, what's going to check you then? Huh? See, you, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of time I get on them buses and um, and them teenagers, they make those fears, get against the wall. Do you want to hurt them? Get out and lay against the, uh, somebody's face for a minute. Because I know no Yahweh in them. Eh? See, we ain't got no Yahweh in you. I already know you still going to do anything. Say anything. Anything might jump off. Because eh? they ain't nothing to check you. And that's why Yahweh put it out here. His people is going to make the move according to the Bible. And then even them fringes would talk to you. But you got brothers and sisters fighting about these. Don't want to wear no fringes. The blessing is in the fringes. The blessing is in the fringes. Yahweh recognized you through the fringes. The ones that stood in them with them white robes on, they had on fringes. They had on just no Babylonian garments. They had on fringes. And, and that's why we do the, um, the what you call that, a uh, book there, the book of uh, Judges 5.11. So, so um, and Judges 5.11, they held them, out in 5.11. What do we say we can read in Judges 5, verse 11? The book of Judges, chapter 7. Judges, chapter 5, verse number 11. The book of Judges, chapter 5, verse number 11, read. They that are delivered from the noise of archers and the places of drawing water, there shall they rehearse the righteous acts of Yahweh. You see that the one delivered gonna rehearse the righteous acts. So now let's go and rehearse it in Second Hebrews two thirty eight. Let's read down and find out what the reward of it. So we're gonna read at the reason why we rehearse the righteous acts by wearing on the feast day white garments. And fringes. Regular days, we all got fringes somewhere. See, we rehearsing the righteous act. Now, here is the reward of it where we can read, we can produce our cause, the reason why we do so. And Zachary, there's a 238. Just read a little bit to hell to come up. Zachary, there's a 238. 
The book of Second is chapter two, verse number thirty-eight reads: "Rise up and stand. Behold the number of those that be sealed in the feast of Yahweh." Go ahead and check out a little bit. Take on down to verse 47, 48. Verse number 39. Which are departed from the shadows of the world, and have received great garments of Yahweh. Verse number 40. Take that number of Yahweh Judah, and shut up those of thine that are clothed in white, which have fulfilled the Torah instruction, the law of Yahweh. The, the, Verse number 41, the number of thy children, whom thou longest for, is fulfilled. Beseech the power of Yahweh, that thy people, which have been called from the beginning, may be hallowed. Verse 42, I hear the saw upon the mount of Yahweh Judah, a great people, whom I could not number. They all praise Yahweh with songs. Verse 43, and in the midst of them there was a young man of a high stature. Taller than all the rest, and upon every one of their heads, he set crowns and was more exalted, which which I marveled at greatly. Verse 44. So I asked the minister spirit, the angel, and, and ate and said, Sir, what are these? Verse 45. He answered and said unto me, These be they that have put off the mortal clothing. Put on the immortality. Now confess the name of Yahweh. Now are they crowned and receive palms. Verse 46. Then said I unto the minister spirit, the angel, What young person is it that crowneth them and giveth them palms in their hands? Verse 47. So he answered and said unto me, It is the son of Yahweh, whom they have confessed in the world. Then began I greatly to commend them that stood so stiffly for the name of Yahweh. Verse 48. <coughs> then the angels... <coughs> go ahead, go ahead. Give me that 48. All that happened. Give me that 48. Verse number 48. Then the angel said unto me, Go thy way and tell my people what man of things and how great wonders of Yahweh, Yahweh thou hast seen. Like, let's try to keep saying, you know, I, I just don't understand why the problem with understanding this thing. I mean, this thing right here, you can go tell my people. And um, and all you do is put your a precept on that uh, and that's your chapter. Uh, two, we'll make it seven, verse four. All we got to do is look at... um. What he's talking about, and Exodus chapter seven, verse number four. What is what is that hell in seven verse four of, of Exodus? The book of Exodus chapter seven, verse number four reads: But Pharaoh shall not hurt it unto you, that I may lay my hands upon Egypt and bring forth my army and my people, the family of Israel. Just say that. See, that's how you produce your call. See, this is, and you ain't hearing nothing about none of these very big organizations because they're not there. They just on a bully their way in because of your lack of understanding. But you want to read the Bible and get them out of it, you know? So now, I, I kind of like 
son nor daughter, they shall but deliver their own soul by their righteousness. Verse 21. But this says to Yahweh, how much more when I send my four for judgment upon Dr. Judah, the sword and the family and the noises and the testament to cut off from it man and beast. Mm-hmm. So, so our job, uh, Mother G of Israel, is to lead by example. Because everything Yahweh got written in his Bible, he going to do it. So all we can do with the grandbabies, but the grandbabies know one thing. Mama can't get it for you now. I got to get it for myself, but I got to lead by example. And that's the key right there. And that's when Yahweh kick in. Praise that name and lead by example. And that's, that's the game changer right there. Because we only can get it for ourselves. You know, so I got to keep that in mind. We got to lead by example. We've been chosen to do this thing. And we're going to do it. Now, Elder, let's go back to that Daniel, because Daniel, we found out Daniel had an excellent spirit. Now, we're going to get back to Daniel, because Daniel going to do some talking here. And, matter of fact, read verse 23. Then we'll jump back to verse 13 and read down to verse 23 again. So read verse, 13, read verse 9, 23. To do this man's business, this is his requirement for him to kick in. Daniel chapter 9, verse 23. What is the hell? Book of Daniel chapter 9, verse number 23 reads. Daniel chapter 9, verse number 23. Book of Daniel 9, verse 23. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I came. And I am come to show thee, for, for, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Look at Daniel 9, verse number 13. You, 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 angel, let me give you another. Did you hear what the, the angel just told Daniel, he said, we heard you, Daniel. But you are greatly beloved. You know, I, now that's a powerful supper there. Daniel was greatly beloved. Daniel had an essence spirit on him. Daniel was greatly beloved. You ever heard you, Daniel? So Daniel got a position in Yahweh. He is greatly beloved. So, but to be great to love in Yahweh, you got to have Daniel did. We read in the sixth chapter, verse three, he had an extra spirit on him, and he prayed three times a day. And when the angel got to talk with him, he said, "Listen, Daniel, you great to love. He heard you." But see, that's another lesson I'm showing the fact that you got held up. But now, now we're coming back to. Uh, 
9, verse 13, read down and let me get some of the white my eyes behind this good read. Daniel chapter 9, 13 out of verse 23. What's that? The book of Daniel chapter 9, verse number 13 to 23 reads. Book of Daniel 9, verse number 13 reads. As it is written in the law of Moses, all this evil has come upon us. You may we not have prayer before Yahweh, our Yahweh, that we might turn from our iniquity and understand your truth. Verse 14. Therefore, have Yahweh watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. For Yahweh, Yahweh is righteous in all his works which he doeth. For we obey not his voice. Verse number 15. And now, Yahweh, Yahweh, that has brought thy people forth out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand, and has gotten thee renowned as at this day. We have sinned. We have done wickedly. Verse 16. O Yahweh, according to thy righteousness, I beseech thee, that thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, Yahweh, Judah, thy righteous mountain, because for our sins, for our iniquities of our fathers, Yahweh and thy people are become a reproach to all that are round about us. Verse number 17. Now therefore, our Yahweh, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplication, and cause thy face to shine upon the temple that is desert for Yahweh's sake. Verse 18. O my Yahweh, incline thine ear and hear. Open thine eyes and behold our desolation and the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplication before thee for our righteousness. For your great mercies. Verse number 19. O Yahweh, hear. O Yahweh, forgive. O Yahweh, hearken and do. Turn not for thine own sake, O my Yahweh, for the city and thy people called by your name. Verse number 20. While I was speaking and praying and confessing my sins, the sins of my people Israel, presenting my supplication before Yahweh, my Yahweh, for the righteous mountain of my Yahweh. Verse 21. And while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in a vision at the beginning, being called to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the Eden oblation. Verse 22. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am not come forth to give you skill and understanding. Verse 23. At the beginning of that supplication and the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved before. Understand the matter and consider the vision. Yeah. You told, you, you, you told him. He's looking all the things mouth. Uh, uh, dang it, you made a hole. You don't understand this thing. Uh, I'm going to go to the 10th chapter, verse 19 and 21, L. What it says, still working with old Daniel. Old Daniel is still. Chapter 10, verse 19, down to verse 21. What is that? Book of Daniel, chapter 10, verse number 19 through 21 reads. Daniel, chapter 10, verse number 19. It said, O man, greatly be loved, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was straightened and said, Let my Yahweh speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Verse number 20. Then said he, Lord thou, wherefore I am come to thee, and I will I return to fight with the prince of Persia, 
when I am gone forth, lo, the prince of Grisha shall come. Verse 21. I will show thee that which is noted in the scriptures of truth. There is none that holdeth with me in these things. But Michael, your prince. Now we start getting some prophecy. Now there you go. So you see, Daniel was Daniel still was told a lot of things. See, he was told a lot of good stuff, but Daniel was great and beloved. So um, now now now, Mother E, I need to hear one verse from you, Mother E, because people think this thing gonna be one way, and hell, we're gonna get some end time prophecy in Revelation chapter sixteen. Verse 16 down to verse 21. But, but Mother E, that's the old thing out there, Mother E. Tell me what Isaiah, Isaiah was talking first. He, he, he dropped the bombshells that have been laying around in, in these scriptures for ever since we've been around. But I guess it's time for us to talk about it. Now you're 9 verse 5. Mother E, what does it say? Daniel. Isaiah chapter nine, verse five. Mother E, what does it say? Isaiah. Okay. Isaiah chapter nine, verse five. Isaiah chapter nine, verse five. For every balance of the walls is with confusion, noise, and garments. Rose and blue, but this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. See, we watch, we watch the, the movies with the little tanks going and doing all that, and then they, they meet out there in a certain land and they get to cut each other's side the neck. Y'all watch it. This, this one really ain't gonna happen like this. Is it about as caught up? They're out about some World War Three and all that. He said, no, no. He told Isaiah, way back here in 700 B.C., this thing will be filled with some fire. See, Yahweh already laid for his saints to understand this thing ain't going to be nobody running around doing no uh, karate moves and all that. This thing going to be about filled with fire. And matter of fact, my, my back bring mother in Isaiah 66, 15, down to verse 17. You might as well bring him. But we can be clear that, you know, how he going to come, he can say this thing going to happen with fear of fight. That's how it's going to happen. So we might well bring him, mother, on take number 49 in Isaiah 66, 15 down to verse 17. Let's bring him, mother. Come on. Look at Isaiah chapter 56, verse what now? 15. 15 to 19. Yeah, 15 to 17. Let's bring him. Let's bring him. But we can be clear how it's going to happen because we ain't, we ain't worried about watching that one eye thing. We can look right at Isaiah 56, 15 down to verse 17 and know exactly how the spirit of fire is going to be because we can read this book. Isaiah 66, 15 down to verse 17. Come on. Come on, that mother. Isaiah chapter 56, verse 15. Isaiah chapter 56, verse 15 to 17. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. 
king of Egypt, went up against the king of Assyria to the river Euphrates. King Josiah went against him, and he slew him at Megiddo. And he had seen him, verse number 30. And his servants carried him in chariots, dead from Megiddo, and brought him to Yachdah, Judah, and buried him in his own sepulcher. And the people of the land took Jehoazad, the son of Josiah, and anointed him and made him king in his father's stead. Yeah, that. So, one thing about the word, we found out it is a location. Let's go to Joel, Let's go to Joel, and let's just speed this a little bit, and Joel 3, 1, 2, 9 through 17. So, this mega dude is an interchangeable word that they have created called Armageddon. Do we know about Armageddon? But well, we talk about, but we know where you know most of the battle at, because it's our job to know. The six and nine camps know what this Bible has revealed to us to get us prepared for the great big school, teach the young ones exactly how it's gonna happen, and who's gonna do what, and how it's gonna end. We can tell you all that from the page of this book. Let's go to Joel three one two. Skip down to seventeen to, I mean nine to seventeen. Joel chapter 3, 1, 2, 9 through 17. Elder Yadda, come on. The book of Joel, chapter 3, verse number 1 and 2. Verse number 9 through 17 reads. Book of Joel, chapter 3, verse number 1. For behold, in those days, in that time, when I shall bring again the captivity of Yadda, Judah, and Israel, Verse number two, I will also gather all nations, we will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat, and will plead with them there for my people, for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Verse number seven, proclaim you this among the nations, Gentiles, prepare war, wake up the mighty men, that all the men of war draw near, let them come up. Verse number ten. Eat your plowshares into swords, your pruning hooks into spears, that the weak say I am strong. Verse number 11. Assemble yourselves and come, you. Assemble yourselves and come, all you nations, heathen, and gather yourselves together round about. Thither call thy mighty ones to come down, O Yahweh. Verse number 12. Let the heathen be awakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there when I said to judge all the heathen, the nations round about. Verse 13, put you in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come get you down, for the press is full. The fat overflow, for the wickedness is great. Verse number 14, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of Yahweh is near in the valley of decision. Verse 15, the sun and the moon shall be darkened. And the stars shall withdraw their shine. Verse 16. Yahweh also shall roar out of Yahweh Judah. And out of voice from the land of Israel. The heavens and the earth shall shake. For Yahweh will be the hope of his people. And the strength of the family of Israel. Verse 17. So shall you know that I am Yahweh. Dwelling in Yahweh Judah. 
my righteous mother. Then shall Yahweh Judah be righteous. That shall no stranger pass through her anymore. The same Jehoshaphat, Mildredu, and Armageddon, you know, you just can pick your stick. But we find out exactly it's going to be an open plane. And Yahweh is going to draw all you down for the final battle. That's all the big diggers there is. Matter of fact, let's um, remember you got a, a lot of nations take your name. But we know when we hear these certain names mentioned, we already know somebody is a name taker. So it's called Ezekiel 38, figure verse 1, is really a bit there. Now we, we lay a little, a little foundation to get to the end time prophecy of Megadu, which we find out what the name of them really is. We just got to read it. But we're going to get a little bit more out of Ezekiel to fill the case. And get the beat down out the way real nice. And then when we do get to enzyme prophecy, and all they're doing is rehearsing the right back here, all written and foretold by the theory. Ezekiel 38, figure verse 1 is real a bit. Come on. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 38, verse number 1 reads And the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, Verse number 2, Son of man, set thy face against God. The land of Mega, the chief prince of Meshach, Tubal, and prophesy against him. Verse number three. And say, Thus saith Yahweh, Jehovah, I'm against thee, O God, the chief prince of Meshach, and Tubal. Verse number four. And I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws. And I will bring thee forth and all thy army, horses and horses. All of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with buckler and shield. All of them handling swords. Verse number five. Persia, Ethiopia, Libya, with them all of them with shields and helmets. Verse six. Goma and all his bands. The house of Togoma of the north quarter and all his bands. And many people will be. Verse number five. Hold that part right there. The part right there. Hold that part right there. So now you see all these names, but he but he threw a little whistle in verse six of Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya. Hey, all these people right here are gonna join in with these people over here called Magog, Tubal, Chief Prince, all these, and all these right here is going to the North Country. You know the North Country is ran by Puma. Now they're taking all the names. So don't think that he's talking about Japanic people, because Japanic people ran out of the land, and what the sins of Esau done was taking the name. So this is talking about Esau right here that I'm going to deliver you up that carries all the Japanic names. And he did mention about something about um, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya. Now all these is going to join sides in. As a matter of fact, let's read, see what Ezra talks about them, too. So we're going to stop and let them rest there for a minute, Elder. We're just going to put a marker there in verse number six. Because we might well lay it, we might well lay it out. Because a lot of day saints want to understand that out of Utah exactly about Armageddon. This is when Yahweh is doing his collecting. 
and we have to know that Yahweh is going to collect. So let's go to Sacramento of 15, Elder. And we'll pick it up, but he got a name for these people that Yahweh calls. And Ezra put it in right. So we're going to um, second Ezra 15, and we'll pick it around about 29. We'll read just enough to get our point across. Second Ezra chapter 15, verse 29. Let's read, let's read a little bit here and see what we can get out of it. Come on. The book of second Ezra chapter 15. Verse number 29 reads, Where the nation of the dragons of Arabia shall come out with many chariots, the multitude of them shall be carried as the wind upon the earth, and they which hear them may, may fear and tremble. Verse number 30, Also the Kamanins, raging in wrath, shall go forth as the wild boars of the wood, and with great power shall they come. And join battle with them, and shall waste a portion of the land of Assyria. Verse 31. Then shall the dragon have the upper hand, remembering their nature. And if they shall turn themselves conspiring together in great power to persecute them. Verse 32. Then these shall be troubled and keep silent through their power, and shall flee. Verse 33. From the land of Assyria shall the enemy besiege them and consume and consume some of them. And their hosts shall be fear and dread and strife among their kings. Verse 34. The old cloud from the east and from the north unto the south. And they are very horrible to look upon, full of wrath and storm. Verse 35. They shall smite one upon another. And they shall smite down a great multitude of stars upon the earth, even their own stars. And blood shall be from the sword unto the battle. Verse 36. And dumb among men unto the camel's hook. Verse number 37. That's your number, Dale. So now we see that, that all the dragons of Arabia gonna come together. Out with men cherry. So we already see they gonna tie themselves in together. And the and the north gonna do they gonna do a little something either game with them, they gonna do it a, a few things together. We ain't gonna tell you much about it in this lesson. But we already see they they can muck up the battle from from the dragons of Arabia. They gonna get their team together. They gonna join in. Everybody's gonna join in. And the north going to score a little something against them. And then, but all of a sudden, something's going to happen a little bit later. Let's get down to verse 57 down to 63. Let's look at 57 down to verse 63. What did it say? The book of Fagonaries is chapter 15. Verse number 57 through 63 reads. The book of Fagonaries is chapter 15. Verse number 57 reads. Thy children shall die of hunger, and thou shalt feed them, and thou shalt feed through the sword. Thy city shall be broken down, and all thy shall perish with the sword in the field. Verse 58. They that be in the mountains shall die of hunger, and eat their own flesh, 
drink their own blood for very hunger of bread and thirst of water. Verse 59, thou as unhappy shalt come through the sea and receive plagues again. Verse 60, and in the passage they shall rush on the idle city and shall destroy some portion of thy land and consume part of thy greatness and shall return to Babylon that was destroyed. Verse 61, and thou shalt be cast down by them and stubble, and they shall be unto thee as fire. Verse 62, it shall consume thee and thy city, thy land, thy mountains, thy woods, and thy fruitful trees shall they burn up with fire. Verse 63, thy children shall they carry away captive, and look with thy hands. They shall spoil it and mark the beauty of your face. Mm-hmm. So you see a, a whole lot of things going on in this Armageddon, the final battle. See, the Armageddon means the final battle. This is when y'all saw all the problems that he has said, it's now time to make it happen. All the folks told about it here is he tied it all in now. Well, we just know that we have to watch the signs of the Bible, and you'll be able to tell exactly what's going on by watching the signs of the Bible. So let's go back to Second Ezra chapter 5. And we're going to read a little bit because we're laying at exactly. Somebody already know exactly what to look for, how to look for, and everything. And that's the six and only counts of voices of the two Israelites. We know about the Armageddon and everything else. You know why? Because the, the blessing and the calling is on this ministry to kick at his business, and we're going to do it. Let's go to 2 Ezra chapter 5, figure verse 1, and read a little bit. What it says in 2 Ezra chapter 5, figure verse 1, and read a little bit. Come on. The book of 2 Ezra chapter 5, verse number 1. 2 Ezra 5, verse number 1. Nevertheless, as concerning the tokens, behold, the days shall come, that they which dwell upon the earth shall be taken in a great number, and the way of truth shall be hid, and the land shall be buried and of faith. Verse number two. For the iniquity shall be increased above that which now thou seest, or that thou hast heard long ago. Verse number three. The land that thou seest now shall have root, shall thou see wasted suddenly. Verse number four. If the most high grant thee to live, Thou shalt see after the third trumpet that the sun shall suddenly shine again in the night and the moon thrice in the day. Verse number five. Blood shall drop out of wood. The stone shall give her his voice and the people shall be troubled. Verse number six. And even he shall rule whom they look not for that dwell upon the earth and the fowls shall take their flight away together. Verse number five. So you see, he is informing Ezra that this thing gonna go real big time, and and that's some good talk with them. Let's get down. Let's go to the, the ninth chapter and figure verse one. Let's go to the ninth chapter and get a little bit more. We'll get a little bit more in the ninth chapter, and let's figure verse one. Let's read a little bit, and let's we get our point. Think of it, 9, verse 1. Second Ezra 9, 1. Let's read what the other come out. 
The book of 2nd Ezra chapter 9. Verse number 1 reads. He answered me then and said, Measure thou the time diligently in itself. And when thou seest part of the signs past, which I have told thee before. Verse number 2. Then shalt thou understand that it is the very same time when the Most High will begin to visit the world which he made. Verse number three. Therefore, when there shall be seen earthquakes and uproars of the people in the world. Verse number four. Then shalt thou will understand that the Most High spake of those things from the days that were before thee, even from the beginning. Verse number five. But like as all that is made in the world have a beginning and an end, and the end is manifest. Verse number six. Even so the times also of the Most High have plain beginnings and wonders, powerful works and signs. Verse number seven. Everyone that shall be saved shall be able to escape by his works and by faith, by the covenant whereby ye have believed. Verse number eight. Uh-huh. All, that part, all that part right there. Right there. So you see, what we want to do is make sure we got a paycheck. And all we want a paycheck, we have to make sure we is doing the work. Verse 13. The book of Second Ezra is 9. Verse number 13. Therefore be thou curious. And therefore that be thou not curious how the unyakwali shall be punished. And when, but inquire how the righteous shall be saved, who the world is, for whom the world is created. Excellent. Yes. So we can't keep worrying about those that want to come another way in the Bible way. We got to worry about the ones that want to hear something and then apply them that want to hear something. But you ain't got to blackjack nobody to hear the truth. Because some lady don't be lined up to hear the truth. So we got to be prepared to have the truth. It's on the verse 36 and 37. The book of 2nd Andrew chapter 9, verse 36, and verse number 37 reads. 2nd Andrew chapter 9, verse 36. For we that have received the law perish by sin. Now, mind also which received it. Verse 37. Notwithstanding the law, perish not, but remaineth in its force. So, you, so otherwise, what these men are already saying, it remains in force. So everybody, if you're waiting on him, he's he going to present himself. But when he comes, he's going to come with fight, like a whirlwind. And, and he gonna be and he gonna be business as he's doing right now with all type of things going on in this earth today. He are sitting the stage right now. So we lining up exactly what's gonna happen. Now let's come back to before we get into the entire prophecy. Now let's come back to that Ezekiel to sit the stage to get to Revelation sixteen sixteen. Come back and take it at verse 38, verse 7 of Ezekiel. Because we know now, what we're talking about is coming from the north country. This is the north country. This is the one they call Magar and all these names right here. This is uh, the north country. 
getting by all the northern countries and whatever that join in with. So but we read exactly how it's going to jump off according to the book. Take the first step, we'll read a little bit. Come on. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verse number 7, read. Well, make, Ezekiel, make chapter 38. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 38, verse number 7 reads. Ezekiel 38, verse 7. Be thou prepared, and prepared, be thou prepared, and prepared for thyself. Thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Verse number 8. After many days thou shalt be visited, in the latter years thou shalt come into the land, that is brought back from the sword, and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waiting, but it is brought forth out of the nation, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Verse number nine. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land. Thou and all thy bands and many people with thee. Verse number ten. The Savior Yahweh. It shall also come to pass, and at the same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought. Verse number 11. Thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of the unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls, and having neither bars nor gates. Verse number 12. To take a spoil and to take a prey. Turn thy hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nation, which have gotten cattle and goods, that dwell in the midst of the land. Verse number 13. Sheba, Dedan, and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof, shall say unto thee, Are thou come to take a spoil, as thou gathered thy company to take a prey? Carry away silver and gold, take away cattle and goods, take a great spoil. Verse number 14. Therefore, Son of Man prophesied and said unto God, Thus serve Yahweh in that day when my people of Israel dwell safely, shall thou not know it? Verse 15. Thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, a great company and a mighty army. Verse number 16, Thou shalt come up against my people Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days, and I will bring thee against my, my land, that the heathen may know, that the heathen may know me, when I shall be sanctified in thee, O God, before their eyes. Verse number 17. Angel, you see, it's going to be a great it's going to be a great setup. Now let's, now let's go back to Ezra and let's read the great setup. See, you know what I'm saying, something. The big generals that put this thing together, but you understand something, Yahweh is the head general. He already know what you're going to do. He said he know what you're going to say. He know what you're going to do. He got it written in his Bible, but it's in the code, and we're going to bring it up. Now, let's see now you on your way to do to, to take care of some business. He told Ezra exactly in the thirteenth chapter one through eleven, before we skipped out of verse thirty three, 
So listen, the world must understand one thing. All the stuff that you see on TV and all you see people getting the girls doing what they do, all we got to do is do what we got to do, and y'all are going to intervene. So we bring you exactly, before we get to Revelation 16, 16, 9, 21, we're showing you the great setup it's going to be. And when John gets to talking about this uh, Armageddon, the final war, we already know the outcome of the final war already because he knew that everybody knew the left side of the book. So when you read Revelation 16, 16, John knew the one that brought up in the understanding already know exactly how it's going to be. So now, and, and Ezra is going to tell you exactly what he was privy to see in the 13th chapter, 1 through 11. Let's talk about it, Ezra, come on. The book of 2nd Ezra, chapter 13. Verse number 1 through 11 reads, Book of 2nd Ezra 13, verse number 1. And it came to pass after seven days, I dreamed a dream by night. Verse number 2. And lo, there arose a wind from the sea, and it moved all the waves thereof. Verse number 3. And I beheld, and lo, that man waxed strong with the thousand of heaven. And when he turned his countenance to look, all the things trembled. That were seen under him. Verse number four. Whosoever the voice went out of his mouth, all they burned that heard his voice, like as the earth fell when it filled the flame, the fire. Verse number five. And after this I beheld and lo, there was gathered another, there was gathered together a multitude of men out of number from the four winds of the heaven to subdue the man that came out of the sea. Verse number six, but I beheld and lo, he had graved himself a great mountain and flew up upon it. Verse number seven, but I would have seen the region or place where out the hill was graven, and I could not, and I could not. Verse number eight, and after this I beheld and lo, all they which were gathered together to subdue him were so afraid to get dirt spiked. Verse number nine. Lo, as he saw the violence of the multitude that came, he neither lifted up his hand, nor held sword, or any instrument of war. Verse number 10. And only I saw that he sent out of his mouth, as it had been a blast of fire, and out of his lips a flaming breath, and out of his tongue he cast out sparks of tinsel. Verse number 11. And they were all mixed together, the blast of fire, the flame and breath, and the great tempest fell with violence upon the multitude which was prepared to fight, and burned them up, every one, so that every one, so that upon a sudden of an innumerable multitude, nothing was to be perceived, but only dust, smell of smoke. When I saw this, I was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, Yahweh gonna get them all down in in the big open valley. He gonna get all the big digging there down now. He gonna he gonna set them all out, all the big flow jerseys, all the one that join in with him. He get them all out there. 
Get him out, and he's going to take care of every last one of them. What, what, what you're saying, WC? Well, who is they? You, you know who they are. I'll tell you what. And, uh, we just make a little more plain. You know exactly who this are he's talking about. And, and the best way you do that, just preach up your Bible, WCC. We're a council churches. Oh, hell, back up. They just make it, just, just make it uh, plain because we clear you know exactly who he's taking care of and grants out. Back up to the 11th chapter, you know, because Daniel was told some things, and, and he cut it off with Daniel. So let's back up to the 11th chapter, verse 36, and we'll read down to verse 45, 46. And then it's to make it plain for the World Council of Churches exactly what's going on. And just look in the mirror after they able to bring this out. In the 11th chapter, verse 36 to 46. What it says, Second Ezra, chapter 11, 36. 46, Elder, Yadda, Israel. Come on. The book of 2nd Ezra, chapter 11, verse 36 through 46. The book of 2nd Ezra, chapter 11, verse number 36 reads. 2nd Ezra 11, verse number 36. Then I heard a voice which said unto me, Look before thee, and consider the thing that thou seest. Verse 37. Now beheld alone, as it were, a roaring lion chased out of the woods. And I saw that he had sent out a man's voice unto the eagle and said, Verse number 38. Is that I would talk with thee? And the highest shall say unto thee. Verse number 39. Are, thou, are not thou it that remaineth of the four, four beasts, whom I made to reign in my world, that at the end of their time, might come through them. Verse 40. The fourth came and overcame all the beasts that were past, that power over the world, with great fulfillment, and over the whole compass of the earth, with much wicked oppression. And so long time dwelt he upon the earth with deceit. Verse 40, 42. For the earth has thou not judged with truth. Verse 42. For thou hast afflicted the meat, that has hurt the peaceable, that has loved liars, and destroyed the dwellers of them that brought forth fruit, that has cast down the walls of such as did thee no harm. Verse number 43. And for thy wrongful dealings come up unto the highest, and thy pride unto the mighty. Verse number 44. The highest also have looked upon the proud times. Behold, they are injured. And his abominations are fulfilled. Verse 45. And therefore appear no more thy eagle, nor thy horrible wings, nor thy wicked feathers, nor thy malicious head, nor thy hurtful claws, nor all the vain bites. Verse 46. That all the earth may be refreshed, and may return, being delivered from thy violence, that she may hope for the judgment and mercy of him that made her. Hey, that's so, um, so you see, uh, so whoever this one that ruling today, uh, matter of fact, um, uh, but Joe, it's a call for mentioning about this ruler and 924 there. Hey, Molly, you know, uh, 
Joe Ichikar's boy, he mentioned about this person way back in his days in 924. Hey, Marie, what did he say in 924 about this person we talking about right now? And we want to look for him according to Ichikar's boy 924 there, mother. Job 9.24, can you help the nurse knowing it's out about 9.24 to make it plainly just about who we talking about? And uh, they can put it together behind 9.24. Come on, mother. The book of Job, chapter 9, verse 24. The book of Job, chapter 9, verse 24. The earth is given unto the hands of the wicked. He covers the face of the judges thereof, if not prayer, and who is he? He said, so the earth, the, the earth is given to the hand of the wicked, and he covered the face of the earth. So the wicked is the one that running the earth today. So whoever running the earth today, that's who Job is prophesizing about, that they're talking about right now. So whoever in power, whoever run the, um, the station we own and we pay our bills too, and go to their grocery stores. And so whoever it is, there is right there. According to Yahweh, he said, "You are the wicked." So whoever the wicked is in power. So we, we when trying to pay bills, because bills are always gonna be around. Is who that at? Who that in my mailbox knocking on my door? Who you think I am? My name is Bill, and I'm always gonna show up on you. So wherever that bill is, that's the wicked. Now, so now, um, let's go back and look at the sixth chapter, and maybe we can put um, mirror Obil. Maybe maybe Obil got an appearance on him that would get uh, sit out from everybody else. Maybe we can find out an end time prophecy in the sixth chapter, verse one, down to verse uh, eight, eight, maybe possible to nine. Let's just find out who the, who the, who this old wicked called Bill. Revelation six, pick it to verse one, still down to verse nine. What it say? Look at Revelation chapter six, one through nine. What it say there? Book of Revelation chapter 6, verse number 1 through 9 reads. Book of Revelation 6, verse number 1. Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. Verse number 2. Now I saw and I behold a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. He went forth, conquering, and to come. Verse number three. When he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. Verse number four. There went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that set their own to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Verse number five. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances 
in his hand. Verse number six. I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, a measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny. See thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Verse number seven. When he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. Verse number eight. Now look to behold a pale horse. His name that sat on him was death, and hell followed him with him. And power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and with the beast of the earth. Verse number nine. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar. The souls of them that were slain for the word of Yahweh and for the day hell. Mm-hmm. So we find out it's going to be it's gonna be a lot of those that carry his word and <coughs> oh. go out. You, so you got to understand it. This is the condition of the battle. So, yes, it's written. Those that carry his word and understand his word, some of you, some of us, don't go out. There it is written that going to carry his word. So now don't all of a sudden say, well, I want a wise me. No, no, it's written. But look at verse 4 and 8 again. Now, six time, look at that verse again. And that Revelation chapter 6, verse 4 and verse 8. What is that? The re- book of Revelation 6, verse number 4 and verse number 8 reads. Book of Revelation chapter 6, verse number 4. There went out another horse that was red. The power was given to him that set their own to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. Verse number eight. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death. Hell followed with him, and power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword. And with hunger, with hunger, and with death, and with the beast of the earth. Hey, that's up. You mean the Bible telling all that? Yeah. You, you, do you know what the fourth part of the earth is? The fourth part of the earth is when Noah had three sons for time taken. He brought his boss before him. He said, listen. He said, uh, hey, hey, mother, what, what did he say in... Um, in, in the fifth chapter, verse 32. What, what did he say in Genesis 5, 32, mother? And 6, verse 10. Go back to that with me, mother. He said something, mother, that we can read in Genesis 5, 32, and 6, verse 10. Can you also see our mother in Genesis chapter 5, verse 32, and 6, verse 10? What does it say that, mother? Okay, the book of Genesis, chapter 5, verse 32. Genesis, chapter 5, verse 32 reads, And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begot Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Verse 6. Chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6, verse 10. Genesis chapter 6, verse 10 reads, And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Mm-hmm. 
So Noah was 500 years old when he got these three sons. So now Noah get ready to talk to these three boys. So now we know Shem is the firstborn, and Shem folks get the first portion. Then once everything run out, they start all over again. So Noah looked in eyeball to eyeball and said, Shem, what part is of, of my earth that you want that was given to me by Yahweh, the father and the son? And angels bring me down this message. And Shem said, well, I take the eastern world. That's my world. Okay, good. You're my firstborn son. You got the first part, the eastern part. The nextborn son was Ham. He said, Ham, my son, what part do you want? He said, well, I'm the secondborn son, so um, I take the southern part. Okay, you got the southern part. I got another son called Jephat. Hey, Jephat, what part do you want? He said, well, um, I got a choice between um, the northern world or the western world, so I I think I'll take the great five, great island. I'll take the northern world. Okay. So, yeah, choice between two lands, you took the northern world. So there it is right there. So the first part, second part, and third part have been taken care of. So they said this man going to be pale red. It's going to be doing the fourth part of the earth. So now, what is the fourth part of the earth? It's the Western world. It's what you call today America. So whoever this pale red sword carrier, he going to be running the fourth part. He was given the fourth part of the world to do what? Now, so now you know what the four-part is. It is the Western world because the Western world is ran by the four-part, and it got appearance on him. He's pale, red, and what he carries with him and how he solves everything is by the sword. And this is a prophecy of him. And read again the elder in Revelation chapter 6, verse 8. Read again the prophecy where he going to be pale, red, with a sword. Revelation 6, verse 8, what does it say? Book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse number 8 reads. Revelation 6, verse number 8. Now look, and behold, a pale horse. His name that set on him was death. Hell followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and with beast of the earth. You mean that book is telling that? Yes. Yes, Mother dear, the Bible is telling you exactly everything you need to know. He's going to be pale red, and he's going to run things by the sword. That's how he's going to do it. And David talked about it. In the 17th chapter of Psalm, verse 13, Daniel talked about him. I mean, uh, David talked about him in 1000 B.C. What does David say about him that we can read in the 17th chapter, verse 13, and the other? What did he say? The book of Psalms, chapter 17, verse number 13 reads. book of Psalms, chapter 17, verse number 13 reads. Arise, O Yaquah. Disappoint him. Cast him down. 
Deliver my soul from the wicked, which is your sword. Deliver my soul from the wicked, which is your sword. You see, you hear the man is saying, see, David is writing prophecy. Remember, David, he had beat down everybody. But David was writing concerning you today. You got to deliver yourself from the wicked, which is his sword. Yes, that is his sword. And then you precept that to get a name on the sword, man, by going to Genesis 27. And pick up verse 30, down to verse 41. See, just precept your Bible. Remember we read in the early part of the lesson that in Isaiah 41, 21, it is not so, produce your cause. If, 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 if what we put on the table is not so, then produce your cause. We say the the wicked sword man is coming from the prophecy of Genesis 27, 38, down to verse 41. What is that, The book of Genesis chapter 27, verse number 38 to 41 reads. book of Genesis 27, verse 38. These are said unto his father, and thou but one blessing, my father, bless me. Give me all, even me also, O my father. He saw lifted up his voice and wept. Verse number 39. And Isaac, his father, said unto him, Behold, your dwelling shall be the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. Verse number 40. And by your sword shall you live, and shall serve your brother. It shall come to pass when thou shalt have the dominion Thou shalt break his yoke from off your neck. You see that? And you got the dominion now. And you have broke the yoke off your brother's neck. And, and, and now you have... Um, hey, Mother E, in the book of Old Eye, Mother, we'll, you, we'll, we'll talk about it up. So you and uh, Elder, I'll meet you over there in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verse 4, down to verse 7. Now... He said, by your sword, you going to uh, do some damage to your brother. And all what I talked about it, Mother E, let's see you me read exactly um, what old the seer says about this here by going to Obadiah chapter 1, and we'll read verse 1 just to make it sound good, Mother. And matter of fact, we'll read 1 and 4. Because remember, Ezra said, this is what Ezra said. He said, um, hey, you, you that's ruling rule my word. Hey, you, eagle. You, 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 eagle. But you ain't ruling right, eagle. You remember he said that over there in that 11th chapter of the book of Second Ezra. So we want to put a name on this eagle man he's talking about. And mother's going to deliver the knockout blow by looking at, she going to get warmed up with Obadiah chapter 1 and verse 4. What does it say, Mother? We can read Obadiah chapter 1, verse 1 and 4. What does it say? Mother, Obadiah chapter 1, verse number 1, 4. And then we're going to find out exactly what you have did in verse number 
Kings. We're going to find out exactly what you did in First Kings. One, four, and ten. Mother Eve, take your time. Come on. The book of Obadiah, chapter one, verse one, verse four, and verse ten. Verse one. The vision of Obadiah. Thus said Yahweh concerning Edom. We have heard a rumor from the Yahweh, and an ambassador is sent among the nations. Arise you, and let us rise up against her and battle. Verse 4. Though thus exalt thyself as an eagle, and thou thus settest thy nest among the stars, then will I bring thee down said the Yahweh. Verse 10. But the violence against thy brother Jacob shall Shame. for the violence against thy brother Jacob shame shall cover thee and thou shall be cut off forever. Yeah. So that, so that is right there. So you, you so David, by being uh, the sword man, he said, by being a sword man against your brother, he said, somewhere on the line, I'm out there, it's written that your day going to come to an end. Matter of fact, mother, I, I need to get exactly how you operate in and you operate now. I, I gotta read that, mother. I gotta read that. Um, that how he operates back in the prophecy. He got the same tools today. Let's um look at verse number eleven, mother. What it says in verse number eleven. The book of Obadiah, chapter one, verse eleven. And the day that thou stoodest on the other side, and the day that the stranger carried away captive his force and fought entered into his gate and cast lots upon Dr. Judah. Even thus was as one of them. Mm-hmm. So, and when it's all said and done, Mother, what will happen in verse 18? Since you've been always significant nation. But Yahweh said, when it's all said and done, he says what in verse 18? In verse 18. Over that chapter 1, verse 18. And the house of Jacob, Israel, shall be a fire. And the house of Joseph, a frame. And the house of Esau, for a stubborn, and they shall kill in them and divide them, and there shall not be any remain of the family of Esau, for the Yahweh has spoken it. Uh, and Josh, he drove out of it over there in that uh, second chapter, and he said, 
whatever you say at the end of it, Adam, so whatever Yahweh said, it gave Adam the power at the end of it. So now we see how exactly it's going to happen. And now the elder going to tell you why it's going to happen, because he said something and over the, in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, uh, verse 4 down to verse 7. What did he say to Elder? And 13. 4 down, 4 down to verse 7 and 13. What did he say, Elder? The book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse number 4 through 7, and verse number 13 reads. The book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse number 4. Behold, the soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. And the just shall live by the covenant. Verse number five. Yea, also, because he transgressed by wine, he is a proud man, neither keeper at home, who enlarges his desire as hell, and is as death, and cannot be satisfied. He gathers unto him all nations, and heapeth unto him all people. Verse number six. Shall not all, shall not all these take up a parable against him, and a tonton? Proverb against them and say, Woe to him that increases that which is not his. How long is to him that laden himself with thick clay? Verse number seven, shall they not rise up suddenly that shall bite thee and awake that shall vex thee and you shall be for a booty unto them? Verse number 13, Behold, it is not of Yahweh of hope that the people shall labor in the very fire, and the people shall weary themselves for very vanity. So we see that they large as they wherever they are, but to you is death. You understand that? So to you, the people of the book, children of Israel, whatever he put on the table, to you it is death. Because his soul ain't right. But he but over our chapter profile statement, Elder, and over our chapter one, what he says at verse seven, and that's what that's watch this thing unfold itself. What he says in over our one verse seven. And eight. Book The Book of Open Chapter One. Verse number seven and verse number eight reads. Book of Open chapter one. Verse number seven. All the men of thy confederacy have brought thee even to the border. The men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee and prevailed against thee. They that eat thy bread have laid a wound under thee. There is none understanding in him. Verse number eight. Send out in that day, save Yaquah, even destroy the wise men out of Edom, and the understanding out of the mouth. Of Esau. <laughs> Read verse 5. That sound good, Elder. Book of is 1, verse number 5. If these came to thee, if robbers by night, have thou cut off, would they not have stolen until they had enough? If the great gatherers came to thee, would they not leave some greats? Uh-huh. Verse 5. Verse number 5. 9. Nine. 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 Verse number nine. The book of Obadiah 1, verse number nine. For thy mighty men, O Teman, shall be dismayed to the end that every one of the mount of Esau 
may be cut off by slaughter. So we, we clear and we know Russia and Germany is the same people. We clear Russia and Germany is the same people. Russia and Germany the same people. So T-Man is in Russia and Germany the same people. That is of Esau. So we clear about this thing. But, we, but he says, the one that you have gathered together is going to be the one that lays the fatal blow on you. Let's read that, Elder. Let's go to Revelation chapter 17. Let's read that exactly. We know what to look for according to this Bible. Let's go to Revelation chapter 17. We'll read our particular verse 11, and we'll read till we get our point. What it say in Revelation 17? Now he said, the one that is sitting at the table with you is going to be the one that laid a fatal blow on you. Let's find out what you're talking about. Let's go to Revelation 17, figure verse 11, and read down to 18. There he will come out. The book of Revelation, chapter 17, verse number 11 through 18, reads. Revelation, chapter 17, verse number 11, reads. And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seventh, and go up into prediction. Verse number 12. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but received power as kings, one hour with the beast. Verse number 13. These have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. Verse 14. He shall make war with the lamb. And the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Gaspar of Gaspar, King of kings. They that are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Verse number 15. He said unto me, The waters which thou sowest, where the horse sitteth, are people, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Verse 16. And the ten horns which thou sowest upon the beach, ye shall hate the horse and shall make her desolate, naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. Verse number 17, For Yahweh put it in their minds to fulfill his will, and to agree, and to give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of Yahweh shall be fulfilled. Verse number 18, And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which ruleth over the kings of the earth. Now, and all you got to do is go to Pearl Harbor, and you, and you see that woman sitting out there over there in New York in Pearl Harbor. I just sitting out there in the, in the, middle, in the middle like she's floating on water. Now, back to Marine, verse 16 to 17, what it says, verse, and Romans chapter 17, verse 16 and 17, what it says. Book of Revelation, chapter 17. Number 16, verse 17 reads, Revelation 17, verse 16. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beach, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate, and naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. Verse 17. For Yahweh put it in their mind to fulfill his will, and to agree, and to give their kingdom unto the beast, until the word of Yahweh shall be fulfilled. Now, you see that, and the name they call it today is called the European Union. 
to the same European Union that they meet up today, the same European Union. That's what the six anointed council knows. The same European Union is going to have a meeting among themselves, and they're going to get the whore that rules over everybody. Because they're just there. The one that's going to lay the face ball on them will be the European Union. The same one that over thy red says, that eat thy bread. That one that's going to deceive you, according to Obadiah 1, verse 7, the men that sit down and eat your bread at the European Union meeting, they're going to come together and say, you know what? That whore around it long enough. And Yahweh going to put in in their mind to do some damage. Matter of fact, he tells you plainly, uh, Mother E. Hey, Mali, you tell us plainly what we must do in Revelation 18, verse 4 and 21. Exactly how it's going to happen so we can keep on thumbing around. But in Revelation 18, verse 4 and 21, can you have to see our mother what it say? Revelation chapter 18, verse 4 and 21, what it say? Revelation, chapter 18, verse 4 and verse 21. Revelation, chapter 18, verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plea. Verse 21. And a mighty angel took up a stone, like a great millstone, and cast it unto the sea, saying, Thus the farmers shall that great city, Babylon, be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. Uh, so, so, Mother, you should tell them, you can make it plain with y'all, somebody you want to get you. The five chains together and all this. Listen, listen. What you better do is try to get close to your mighty one, because this thing going down with your five K plans and all that future plan you got. This thing going down with violence, and the ones gonna be doing it is the European Union. They're gonna turn on everything they got to fulfill Yahweh's will. But Yahweh told you that's gonna be His will. Same one in the European Union is going to be the one that delivers them up. Then Yahweh is going to deliver them up. So everybody's been set up, but he's telling you, children of Israel, don't forget Yahweh's law. What he got written is going to stand. If you ain't got his laws right, if he don't recognize you in them friends, if he don't recognize you in that covenant, you're going down with him. Now here we're going now, we're gonna read now with all that on the table. Now let's read Revelation chapter sixteen, verse sixteen down to verse twenty-one. So now we understand about all this stuff. You know why? Because he gives it to us. The world understands because we gotta say something. Is it a priest? What you mean is a precept on that? Yeah. Is a precept on that. Oh, hold that. Hey, yeah, give me a precept on that. Uh, in the 11th chapter, 
preach up on that. And the eleventh chapter of Acts, it makes a profound statement that um that the way it is is the way it is. And we got to understand that we have the power through his word. So in the eleventh chapter, Peter made a profound statement and and what did he say in verse 14? Let's get right down to the crux of the matter. Look at uh, Acts chapter 11, verse 14. Book of Acts chapter 11, verse number 14 reads, Who shall tell thee words about thou and all thy house, family, shall be saved. Yeah. So the only way you're going to be able to get saved and understand the rules and regulations, the six anointed camps have to give you words to be saved, for all your family to be saved. There's it there. If we don't say nothing, you ain't got nothing coming. That's for every ministry on the face of the earth. We got to give you words that your family shall be saved. So if we ain't got it right, you ain't going to get it right. But guess what? We have it right, and we're available for you in all six locations. To come in, to dig your little mouth, and learn how to help yourself and your family. Now we're going back to Revelation 16, 16 and 21. Now this, this was the opening statement. We could have jumped right down to it, but we have to lay the foundation. Now here it is, right here. Revelation 15, 16 down to verse 21. Hail the Yahweh Israel. Action on your part here. Come on. The book of Revelation, chapter 16. Number 16 to 21 reads. Book of Revelation, chapter 16. Verse number 16 reads. He gathered them together into a place calling the Shemitic tongue Armageddon. Number 17, and the seven angels poured out his vow into the air. There came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne said, It is done. Verse number 17, verse number 18. There were voices and thunders and lightning. There was a great earthquake, such as was none, such as was not since men were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake and so great. Verse number 19. The great city was divided into three parts. The cities of the nation failed. And great Babylon came in remembrance before Yahweh to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Verse number 20. And every eye cleared away. Mountains were not fouled. Verse 21. There fell upon me in a great hell out of heaven. Every stone about the weight of a talent. And being blasphemed Yahweh. Because of the plague of the hill, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. Yes. The degree of your Armageddon, that's the final battle. That is the final battle is Armageddon. And you know, now you know what the word means. That's only the word in the, in the Hebrew. Flesh. We know exactly where it's going to be at, and we know the outcome of what it's going to be. Then he told Ezra something, uh, Elder. He told Elder, he said something to Ezra and 2 Ezra 8, 19. 
He was powerful over everything. What did he tell me two nineteen that we can read? I mean, Zacharias chapter eight, verse nineteen. Then we'll get down to verse fifty two and we'll take it all the way in. I think around about sixty three. And then we bring Mother Z in and give a commentary for the night uh tape of forty nine. Let's see what it says in Zacharias chapter eight, verse nineteen. The book of Second Ezra chapter eight, verse number nineteen reads. Book of Second Ezra eight, verse number nineteen. Now we hear my voice and understand my word. Now shall speak before thee. This is the beginning of the words of Ezra before he was taken up. And I say, verse number fifty two. Second Ezra chapter eight, verse number fifty two. For unto you. Is paradise open? The tree of life is planted. The time to come is prepared. Plenteousness is made ready. A city is built, and rest is allowed. Yea, perfect goodness and wisdom. Verse fifty-three: The word of evil is sealed up from you. Wickedness, weakness, and the mouth is laid is hid from you. And corruption is fled into hell to be forgotten. Verse fifty-four. Powers are past, and in the end it shows the treasures of immortality. Verse 55. Therefore ask thou now no more questions concerning the multitude of them that perish. Verse 56. When they had taken liberty, they despised the Most High, thought scorn of his law, and forsook his ways. Verse 57. Moreover, they had trodden down his righteousness. And said in their mind that there is no Yahweh, yea, that, that knowing they must die. Verse 59. For as the thing aforesaid shall receive you, so thirst and pain are prepared for them. For it was not his will that men should come to know. Verse number 60. But they which be created have defiled the name of him that made them. They were unthankful unto him which prepared life for them. Verse 61. Therefore is my judgment now at hand. Verse 62. The things that I have, the things have I not showed unto all men, but unto thee. And if you like thee, then answer I to say it. Verse 63. Behold, O Yahweh, now hast thou showed me the multitude of the, of the wonders which thou wilt. Begin to do it the last time, but at what time thou hast not shown me? Uh huh, good. So he, he told Ezra, now look, Ezra, now I'm told you enough, and now it's going to be another fear come behind you taking the rest of the way. But you just you, you just remind them about 59. I'm going to say, what's that, verse 59, Ezra? The book of Second Ezra. The book of Second Ezra, chapter nine, chapter eight, verse number nineteen. Oh, fifty nine, eight fifty nine. The book of Second Ezra, chapter eight, verse number fifty nine reads: "Where the things before said shall receive you, so thirst and pains are prepared for them, where it was not His will that men should come to know." Yeah. He said, uh, thirst and pain is coming to the door. It's in his will. You see, it ain't his will 
for you to receive what you're going to receive. Because he told you what's good, old man, and last night left it and the bottom part of the Sabbath day. We told you in 6 verse 8, what's good, old man? What's good, old man, is keeping the law. So it ain't his will, but if you don't keep them laws, you're going to receive some pain. And that's just the way it is. It's what it's not. It's, you got the door open for the repentance, but if you don't, you're going to receive some pain. That's the way it is. Now, that's why the broadcast was bringing Mother Z to give a commentary about taking them a 49 or whatever all might put on earth. So we're going to bring Mother Z in and say, Mother Z, no one of the most out of Camp 1. Y'all find picture that seed right Yeah, well, I bless and keep you, seed Israel. A royal seed. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Well, we are, we are, we are answer the question about for the uh, latter day saints out of Utah. They won't know what what is Armageddon, so it's clear. Um, and take forty nine about Armageddon, and who gonna get the last part of Armageddon? So whatever the Almighty put on you to tell them and take them to forty nine, you on the clock come out. I'm going to read in Ezekiel chapter 35, or start reading at verse 10. Because thus have said, these two nations and these two countries shall be mine, and we will possess it. Wow, W. And we will possess it. While the Yahweh, okay, I don't know the word, possess it, uh, W, the Yahweh, the Yahweh, the Yahweh was there. Verse 11, Ezekiel chapter 35, verse 11. Verse 11, therefore, as I live, said the Yahweh, Yahweh, I will even do according to thy anger and According to their envy, which thus has used out of their hand hatred against them, and I will and I will make and I will make myself known among them when I have judged them. Verse. 12, and thus shall know that I am the Yagwa and their, and and, the Yagwa and they, and that, Yagwa and that I have heard all the blaspheming which thus have spoke against the mountain, mountain of Israel, saying, thus, Thus uh, they are laid desolate. They are given unto, given us to consume. Verse 13. Thus, thus will your mouth, thus will your mouth yet has boasted against me and have multiplied your words against me. 
I have heard them. Mm-hmm. Verse 14, thus said the Yahweh, Yahweh, mm-hmm. when, when the whole earth rejoice, I will make thee desolate. Verse 15, as thus, as thus did rejoice at the inhabitant of the family of Israel, because it was desolate, so will I do unto you. Thus shall be desolate, O my seal, my seal, and all of Duma, even all of it, and they shall know that I am the Yaqua. Yeah, well, that's amazing. 
to be in the class. You know what I'm saying? Tell them harder than business. Hold on. Don't give up. Hallelujah. Verse number 8 reads, And it shall be in that day 
the living water shall go out of Gagdar Judah. Half of them towards the former sea, half of them towards the hindered sea. In summer and in winter shall it be. Verse number nine. And Yahweh shall be king over all the earth in that day. Shall there be one Yahweh and his name one. Number ten. All the land shall be burnt. All the land shall be turned as a plain from Geba to Rimon, south of Yahweh Judah. And it shall be lifted up and inhabited in her place. From the gate unto the place of the first gate, unto the corner gate, and from the tower of Hanael, unto the king's wine press. Verse 11. And men shall dwell in it, and there shall be no more root utter destruction, but Yahweh Judah shall be safely inhabited. Verse number 12. And this shall be the plague where we'll get while we'll smite all the people that have fought against Yahweh Judah. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. Their eyes shall consume away in their holes. Their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. Verse number 13. And it shall come to pass in that day. The great tomorrow from Yahweh shall be among them. And they shall lay hold everyone on the hand of his neighbor. And his hand shall rise up against the hand of his neighbor. Verse 14. Yachad Judah also shall fight in the land of Yachad Judah. And the wealth of all the nations round about shall be gathered together, gold, silver, pearl, in great abundance. Verse 15. And so shall be the plague of the horse, of the mule, of the camel, and of the ass, of all the beasts that shall be in these tents as this plague. Uh, read, read verse 10 and 12 again, Verse 10 and 12. The book of Zechariah, chapter 14, verse number 10. Verse number 12 reads, Zechariah 14, verse number 10. All the land shall be turned as a plain from Geba to Rimah, south of Yachtah, Judah. And it shall be lifted up and the inhabitants in her place from Benjamin Gate unto the place of the first gate unto the corner gate. And from the tower of Haniel unto the king's wine press. Verse number 12. It shall be the plague where we will shall smite all the people that have fought against Yahweh Judah. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. And their eyes shall consume away in their holes. And their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. Uh, uh, hey, yo, do that sound like a little Two and three, verse number fourteen through nineteen reads: 
Book of Becca, chapter 3, verse number 1. A, a prayer of Becca, the seer, upon saying enough. Verse number 2. O Yahweh, I've heard thy speech and was afraid. O Yahweh, revive thy work in the midst of thy years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy. Verse number 3. Yahweh came from Demon, and the righteous one from Mount Paran. Verse number 14. Thou didst strike through with his stab the head of his villages. It came out as a whirlwind to scatter meat. Their rejoicing was that to devour the poor secretly. Verse 15. Thou didst walk through the sea with thy horses, through the heat of great waters. Verse number 16. When I heard my belly tremble, I lips quivered at the voice, rottenness entered into my bones. I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he cometh up unto the people, he will invade them with his troops. Verse 17. Although the tree shall not blossom, it shall fruit be in the vine. The name of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stall. Verse 18. And I will rejoice in Yahweh. I will rejoice in Yahweh my salvation. Verse number 19. Yahweh is my strength. And he will make my feet like hands feet. He will make me to walk upon my high places to the chief singer on my string instruments. Thank you. 